This is the Grow the Bench Weekly Short. I am Leslie Boomer, and it is March 1st, and today I'm talking with Neil Glatt. Leslie, we have 19 days until spring, which is uh, exciting for you and me, I know. Um, <laughs> but I know our friends who plow snow are are worried that uh, this is the final quarter and, and oh, man. less than that. And just some um, people in Ohio, uh, Kentucky maybe, 95 corridor, are potentially starting to freak out a little bit. For real. So just in brief reminds me of the very first year that I was involved with this industry, in the snow industry, and it was a similar winter. There were definitely struggles that were connected to um, lack of snow, but that's when I started to learn about how that actually can be managed, and I believe that that, con- that conversation is one we can have today. Yeah, I mean, there. so... so... We, we work with uh, contractors all across the country. A lot of our listeners don't plow snow, right? Mm-hmm. But um, even the ones that do, some are having very mixed experiences. Some uh, in the upper Midwest and some parts are well above average with no signs of slowing down. And, and others, uh, you know, in the, the mid-Atlantic haven't seen uh, anything in some yep. markets, mm-hmm. right? Like literally zero. Um, yeah. And so the the conversation is bigger than just what do you do when there's no snow? But I know that's the case for a lot of listeners right now is, is super low snow or no snow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really, we're having a conversation around the inconsistency of our business. And it, more than just how do you stay busy and sane? Because that's always a problem that we can't mm-hmm. necessarily solve. But how do you stay profitable in such a seasonal business? And I think even our listeners who don't plow snow may understand that that there's a big seasonality to what they do in the green side as well. For sure. And I think a lot of the same ideas apply to them. This pertains to anything that's seasonal. Yeah. For sure. So share some wisdom. Lay it, lay it out. Well, here's the thing, right? I, okay. I, um, we're, we're having some events this summer for Snowfighters Institute, which are going to be awesome. So I'm calling everybody I know who's been around before. Um, and some are telling me we have no money at all. We can't uh-huh. go, unfortunately. We're going to miss you this year. But then people in the next town over are saying, yeah, sign me up. In fact, I want to bring more people. And it's just, mm. it's just a, a tale of two companies, right? And okay. two different profits and revenue. And what it comes down to is there are some companies that planned really well to deal with whatever with ev- whatever weather they would have. And mm-hmm. some companies did not do that. And so I think um, I have very little empathy for someone who is or a company that's struggling because it's, it's based on their own past actions. Um, it's so easy to blame the climate. When in reality, um, we know that the climate is hyper variable and it's our ability to sell around that and design and plan ahead to mm-hmm. manage that variability, like any variability. In our Absolutely. Business. Yeah. A bad winner is nothing new. It's nothing new. Mm-hmm. And so, so when I hear that, that someone's struggling, I feel bad for them, but I know that it's based on their own change. And so, um, I kind of decided, listen, Enough people have told me that this is bad, that they there's enough people who didn't figure it out yet. Let's just explain exactly how to do this step by step, which is the idea of this block. And so mm. for a snow business or any seasonal business, the first thing to do 
is you have to figure out every penny that you're going to spend if there's no snow for that winter. So for if, if, you, if that's a six month of, of no alternative revenue, if that's five months, you add up every cost, your rent, your mortgage, your utilities, your payroll. Um, and, and if you're not laying people off, then that means every dollar of payroll you're going to have. You got to figure out all your equipment, rentals and, and materials that you're going to buy if it doesn't snow at all. You have to figure out um, if you're using a piece of equipment only for snow, but you're paying on it 12 months a year, all of that 12 month payment needs to go to that snow budget. And once you figure out every expenditure, then you have the minimum amount of money that you have to receive in guaranteed income. And so, you and you do that? You do that by signing mm-hmm. up a seasonal contract. Mm-hmm. And when I say seasonal you have to be careful because some people call contracts seasonals, but they have adjustments based on weather. So mm. a, a, you, you do it through a seasonal contract that is 100% guaranteed income, or you only count the percentage of income that's actually guaranteed based on zero snowfall. Other markets will do this through a retainer where they're charging yes. customers, um, particularly in residential, a non-refundable deposit, which then future invoices are credited against. So, there's multiple ways to do it. It could be a retainer, it could be a guaranteed fixed income, or a portion of a contract. But whatever it is, you have to figure out that you have at least that much money coming in. Now, that will keep you in business, which is good, and and that's a better situation than some people are in today, mm-hmm. right? For sure. But there's a case to be made that you actually need more than that. And that case is, hey, even if we don't perform any service, I have still gone through all the trouble of putting money into this business and putting management effort into this business. Mm -hmm. And even though I've received a salary, I could have put that money in an investment that would have made money. I could have put that money in in a uh, CD and got five or six percent, right? Yeah, Um, And so there needs to be a case for profit as well. Now you could say, hey, the chances are so low that I don't really mind a low profit. But some people are going to say, I'm, I want to be making 30% profit even if it's not a very small amount of money uh, for all, all the trouble we go through. And I think that's that's wise. So you take this number and I think you're going to shoot for anywhere between 110% to 130 140% of it in guaranteed income. Okay. And? That, <laughs> and, and go get it. And, then and go if, get that. If it doesn't snow, you're in business and mm-hmm. you made a percentage of profit that you're comfortable with. So, so tell me, what do you say to the the people that say you you cannot sell a contract like that in my town? You're wrong. <laughs> you can't sell it because you believe that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't sell it because you believe that. But there are customers who will value the consistency of payments and a and a known value of the contract. If you if if uh, you've never done it before, then you have to really figure out why would a customer want this. Get in the into the mind of your client. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so we've talked about that in another podcast. But sure, there is massive value to knowing exactly how much you would pay. I mean, Leslie, if I came to your house and I said I'm going to do some work for you by the hour. Wouldn't you be curious around how much it would cost? Of course I would be. <laughs> right? Even if it was uh, potentially a little more expensive. I mean, I just did this for my basement. I got two referrals for builders. One builder came in, he gave me a fixed quote. And the other builder came in, he gave me an hourly rate. And I just wasn't comfortable with the hourly rate. Mm-hmm. Even though 
it probably would have been 20% less. Oh, it wow. could have been 20% more. Uh-huh. I don't know this guy. I don't know what he's going to do. And I wasn't comfortable signing that rate. I would rather go for the fixed cost because that 20% extra that I'm probably paying is worth knowing that what I have to budget for the project. Absolutely. So that, I mean, you can translate that right into this conversation. And you have to. Mm-hmm. And even if, even if a total 100%, you know, cost contract that's guaranteed is too much, then customers will still value the retainer. They will still value a partial or shared risk or variable model where there's adjustments that be made because it's more consistency for cash flow and budgeting. And it's not every customer, but some who, now you're probably aren't going to convince a customer who for their entire career has been paying on a per inch per hour per event and flip them to a seasonal after you get zero snow. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, It's going to be really tough because their most recent experience was, Hey, this paid massive dividends. Um, You could potentially, if you have a good enough relationship, uh, convince them to give you a retainer that's non-refundable on the business, on the, basis that you you will no longer be in business if they continue to exploit you this way but (laughs) that's few and far between right yep Yep. um now you could flip a customer who's just experienced a zero inch winter uh, by showing them the right statistics and explaining that yeah even though last winter you won dramatically with your strategy remember two winters ago perhaps you didn't uh but i don't know who's listening to this i don't know your snow market and your snow history and it's going to depend. Um, certainly, after you have a record-breaking snowfall year, it's quite easy to convince someone that guaranteeing uh, a maximum expenditure is a better option through a seasonal contract. Sure, but there there have to be some sort of statistics that you can rely on that show you that many times after a low snow winter the next year yes, is crazy. Our- our friends at Weatherworks do a phenomenal mm-hmm. job preparing that. Mm-hmm. And in fact, one of my biggest, uh, a lot of people when they hear Weatherworks and snow forecasting, they immediately think, oh, that's good for operations. And it's it's great for that. <clears throat> but I'll tell you, when it comes to selling, having those snowtistics and having those, those climatologies and having, getting able to present the data the right way to a customer is massive. Sure, because you're looking at history and history is going to support what you're trying to say about the future. Yeah. And all we're Mm -hmm. trying to do is plan for our business success in any situation and plan for the customer's benefit in any situation. And speaking of any situation, we've been talking about no snow or low snow, but this applies to heavy snow as well. So my friends and, and the upper midwest who have just been getting pounded they're the only ones who got all the snow this year right yeah uh, up in like that... minnesota that can be equally dangerous <laughs> it can be right because you <laughs> did not build all of your estimates off of every piece of of or every operator every shoveler working on overtime you did not build all your estimates around overuse of equipment that requires extra maintenance yes you, maybe you have supply chain Uh, situations where now your cost of materials is higher because it's been so in demand, right? All these factors happen and your costs actually increase in heaviest snowfall years, depending on the way it comes in. And you have to be prepared for that situation too. So just like we do the zero snow analysis, we have to do the 200% snow analysis, which is what happens if every job is done completely on overtime? What happens if our material costs go up? 
What happens if we if we absorb every piece of, of maintenance or breakdown um, encounter? We have to go rent other stuff. And we've already given up 35% maybe of our contracts, 50% maybe of our contracts as fixed seasonals based on our first analysis. So based on the rest, do we still have enough to cover? And if you build this structure and do the analysis right, what you'll probably see is that at 1% of your annual snowfall, you will make very little profit. And at 200% of your annual snowfall, yeah. you will make very little profit. Mm -hmm. And at round normal is where you will have your maximum profit. It forms a bell curve when you do mm -hmm. this analysis properly. So this sounds like something that is going to take some time and education to get your get yourself into this mindset and learn to plan this way. Yeah, and you can shift that curve up mm -hmm. and down and side to side. Oh. And this is uh, probably hard to conceptualize over a podcast, but when we do it at Snowfighters events, whether it shows us, hey, you have your three-year and your five-year and your 10-year and your 25 average, and they're all different for most markets. Mm -hmm. So which curve are you going to build all this on? And if you plan ahead, not only can you get the right mix of contracts, but you can manipulate the numbers based on what meteorology data you're getting, what seven-year cycle trends we see, what average we're using to actually influence where you want your sweetest profit, uh, most profit sweet spot to be, Got but, it. but still be protected for any situation. Well, sounds like an event to me. It is an event. And if you're struggling, <laughs> if you think at the end of the day, you work too hard for not enough money, if you just want to increase profit in general, yep. you got to get to a Snowfires Institute event, specifically the Inner Circle, which is in uh, mid-April. We're going to Caterpillar's Proving Ground on 6,500 acres of Sonoran Desert where they have mining equipment. Oh, We're staying at this amazing casino with uh, golf, with spa. We've negotiated a spa <laughs> discount, Leslie, if that's your thing. So you can relax <laughs> while you're there, too. All day long, you yeah, bet. A great pool um, and awesome education. Uh, Frank from Weatherworks, who owns the company, will be there. Phenomenal. And great guy. I got to tell you, the two hours of, of content that we've developed together that he presents to nail in exactly what we're talking about here, you will... The <clears throat> ROI is, is unmeasurable. And... Uh, th this this deep dive, this level of education, I'm talking two and a half days with a small group of contractors from around the country, uh, it's only at Snowfires Institute. I We bought the company in part because 10 years ago, I attended an event and it changed our whole business, yeah. right? Yeah. And so this isn't just uh, mm -hmm. something I'm trying to slang. It's, it's really something that will help. So that's where you go, snowfightersinstitute.com. Uh, learn more about the event, reserve your seat. Please remember that space is limited for an event of this type. It is, so, and our room block ends uh, in just 10 days. If So, okay. so uh, it, depending on the date you're listening to this, you might have to call me right away to sneak into the room block. Um, we negotiate rooms for only $129 a night, so you can only got Ooh. half an inch of snow. Oh. You should be able to still make it work. That is affordable. Way to go on that. So... Snowfightersinstitute.com. Get on there and get on top of this education. It's it's something you need to know. Neil, this was great. 
Thank you. Talk to you soon. I will look forward to that. And until then, thanks everyone for listening. And we will be back in another week with a weekly short.